Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating. Her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. If you are the owner of a business and you've discovered yourself wondering how to enlarge and make it even more lucrative, hiring a business coach is the fastest method to reach your goals. It's also among the most significant and positive measures to identifying and reaching your business goals. I consider it certainly by far the best investment you'll be able to make in your business and in yourself. That's because professional coaching brings many wonderful benefits, fresh perspectives on personal challenges, enhanced decision-making skills, greater interpersonal effectiveness, and increased confidence. And the list does not end there. Those who undertake coaching also can expect appreciable improvement in productivity, satisfaction with life and work, and the attainment of relevant goals. I have two outstanding guests today. Robert Cornish, a.k.a. the Winner's Coach, is a profound creative and early adopter by nature. These qualities have shaped his 20-plus career as a certified master coach. His company, Infinability LLC, is a business leadership training and coaching company dedicated to clients achieving the infinite ability of a high-performing culture of happy and fully engaged people generating substantially more profits for their businesses. Jade Gilmore, founder of Wings Life Coaching, teaches people how to use journaling to create massive change in their lives. Used with intention, a journal can be a powerful tool for personal development or recovery. Welcome! Thank you. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) International Coaching Week is fast upon us. And so having talked to, you know, thousands and thousands of business owners and certainly, you know, mentorship is one area where we get better as business owners, but coaching. So I really want to talk to you two about, you know, why does coaching matter? What does this do for companies? How does this create the results people are looking for? And for those who have never really thought about it for personal or life, why this is a a very powerful tool. So Robert, we'll start with you because you've been coaching for a couple of decades. Yeah. And realistically, what compelled you to get into coaching? Actually, I got into coaching when I was when I was involved in auto racing. I was a race car driver and I had a racing shop. A new technology came out that allowed people to see what they were doing on the racetrack. I thought, wow, what an advantage. So I got a hold of that technology and started to use it with 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 other race car drivers. And what's interesting is that uh, first of all, that was a great advantage but in in auto racing coaching doesn't really didn't really exist at that time and um, so I was a pioneer in in coaching other race car drivers and what I found was that the people that hired me were the ones who were either already winning or had a high intention to win everybody else was just there to participate and play the game but they didn't care about winning so in business 
I'm finding that the that, that the clients that come to me for for business are the are the successful businesses, the ones who are doing it right. They're looking for ways to always be better. And so even if you're not quite at that stage yet, coaching is, I think, the most effective way of shifting your habits and the way that you do things so that you actually make changes and really have your business uh, operate at a, at a high level. Right. Well, when you think of you know any athletics, right, the, the top – Half a percent, they all have coaches. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right? Because exactly. we can't see what we're doing. We're too tied to it emotionally. or And so having that third-party objective that can really just drill down and laser in, I think, is super helpful. Yeah. Well, the other thing that's, that's, that's significant in looking at, at athletics, particularly team sports, the teams that go on and win championships – are the ones where the coach really um, empowers their team to work together. And being from San Francisco long ago, and uh, when the Giants won won this won the series, the the interviews after the after the games, all the players talked about how good somebody else was, never about themselves. And if you can do that in a business. Katie, bar the doors. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Jade, you work more on the life coaching side with, you know, helping people to uh, move to another level. So let's talk a little bit about the difference between what a life coach perhaps would do versus someone as a business coach. I think the biggest difference would be in terms of personal development. So the people I work with are maybe they're doing a really dramatic job change and they're not sure what area they want to get into Or, you know, I find I work a lot with college students and with empty nesters. So, you know, you have this identity and suddenly you're graduating from college and now what do I do? Or you've been a mom and you've had kids and you've been really focused on this is everything I have to do with the kids and suddenly now what do I do? So I do a lot of work with that. Um, I've also done a lot of work with some really dramatic transformational stuff. You know, I've always wanted to be a writer, so how do I do that? I have some great journal techniques that will help you be a writer. So that's kind of the area that I work in is more immediately let me help you achieve your dreams. Right, because, I mean, listening to both of you, if we're not fully functional in the personal side, then it's hard to Mm -hmm. show up to work and be fully functional as well, right? (laughs) And sometimes you don't know what's going on in the back of your head that is holding you back. You know, you can be so much better if... Right. Yes, you got to overcome that. Right. And that's, I think, what both of us do. When we're operating on our own, without, without any, anybody else that's, that we can really trust to, to be a, a, an observer of how we're working, we tend to ask ourselves the same questions all the time. And when we ask the, ask the same questions, we get the same answers. A coach is going to ask you a different question, and you come up with a different answer. Mm-hmm. It's still your answer just a different question. Right. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show with guests Robert Cornish, who's a certified master coach, and Jade Gilmore, who is the founder of Wings Life Coaching. So let's just talk about that because, you know, one of the statements I absolutely love is we can't solve the same problem with the same mind that created it, right? Right. So as a coach, I mean, this is part of what you're helping to understand 
is, you know, you, you step in, Robert, specifically you, you know, you're heavy into the leadership and really helping at the higher level for entire teams to be better performers, but you have to first work on the owner. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Being, being clear on, on who you are, uh, what, your, what your core values are, what your life purpose is, what the purpose of your business is, is essential to really being clear on the actions that you're going to take to fulfill those things. And, and again, having someone that you, that you are able to talk with and, and in an intimate way, so to speak, in other words, you're, you're, you're actually trusting someone that you can actually speak to what's going on with you and not be judged and criticized for it, but just to be able to speak to it and then re- get a response in a way that shifts your perspective on things and you get to change that way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so again, flipping back to the personal side is, you know, all the stuff going on in our head. And so really talk about, I love the journaling, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the power of that. Yeah, I, um, you know, my, my favorite success story is actually me. This is why I became such an advocate of being a journal coach. Ever since I was a little kid, I always wanted to be a, a novelist. And, you know, when I think about my heroes, they're all novelists. And so it's always been an idea of mine to someday write a fiction novel. And I sat down this fall and decided I was going to do the NaNoWriMo challenge, which is 50,000 words in the, write 50,000 words in the month of November. And I wrote pretty well for the first couple of days, and then I stalled out. And I ended up spending a day with my journal and really identifying, you know, why, why is this so difficult for me? If this is something I've always wanted to do, how come I can't do it? And, you know, just identifying this list of things that I'm afraid of. And, you know, and I went on to, just the, from that one journal session, I went on to finish the challenge. I have the first draft of the novel. It is abysmal because it's 50,000 words in 30 days. It needs so much work. But I finished it. And that's something that I like to tell people. You know, it really, you don't have to journal for hours every day in order to be successful at what you're trying to change with journaling. I did that in maybe an hour. And it was just what I needed to get the perspective shift to not be stuck in Oh, I'm a terrible writer. This is nobody's going to like this. But those are the things you were writing down. I'm a terrible writer. Mm-hmm. What if nobody likes what I've written? All those things. And yeah. I ended up making a deal with myself. I said, you know what? Let's just finish it. We don't have to. We don't have to publish it. Nobody has to see it. We can delete the file on December first. That'll be fine. And I didn't delete the file, but nobody's seen it right now. <laughs> But that's okay because that's really for you. And that's really the power of the journaling. It's not for anybody else. Mm -hmm. It's what's for you. I have been a huge advocate of writing in a gratitude journal every day. But also I can look past, um, you know, today and go way back. And always during the darkest times is when I would have journals. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, you know, a diary or whatever. And then during all the happy times, there's blank pages. Yeah, you don't think about <laughs> writing at that point because you're doing perfectly fine. And that's a very common pattern that, oh, I'm, I'm miserable right now, so I'm going to write, I'm going to write. And then you get past it, and why write? Right. Yeah. Although I do 
understand now the power of why you would write during the good times too because all it does is continue to reinforce the positive thoughts and really helping you move through the negativity because we have it every day anyway yeah right and one thing I recommend to all of my clients you mentioned a a gratitude journal is something very similar to that I call it a success journal and it's three bullet points of what went well that day and three bullet points of things that made you happy and You know, I absolutely get when you're in one of those pits, the success might be, I ate three meals today. I took a shower. You know, I am sick and I put shoes on. (laughs) You know, these that can be fine. If that's your success for the day, write it down. Nobody cares but you because you've got to write it down. But you've got to write down what went well. And, you know, your thing of joy might be, I perfectly grilled a grilled cheese sandwich, which is actually, I think, pretty challenging. So maybe that's not a good example. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's it's the little things that, you know, and when once you start noticing these are the things I did well, these are the things that made me happy, it becomes a lot easier to shift your perspective and just generally look at these are the good things that are going on right now. And it pulls you out of that dark place and right. then, you know, you forget to write in it. <laughs> well, but even during the darkest times, there are still good things happening. Exactly. And so that's what we want to focus on even though we still have to live through whatever that experience, painful, emotional, tragic, you still have to experience and live through it. However, you don't have to let it completely control your every thought and emotion. And when you record the things that went well, you can look back and say, oh, you know, I thought that everything was going terribly, but I succeeded at these things and these were pretty challenging. So this is really good because that'll give you, again, it, it supports that positive upswing. And I'm gesticulating so people on the radio can see it. <laughs> <laughs> we like that upswing and that swing is going to take us into our first break. So when we come back, I'm going to pick up on this conversation about the power of coaching with Jade Gilmore and Robert Cornish. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Mark Hallenstein, president of Technical Designs. You're listening to the Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she cares about business. Sherry Hill is helping Nevada grow. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own? Or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? Well, first, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should? Like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes. For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put the proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started on the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Welcome back to the Sherry Hill Show. Doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill. Welcome back, and thank you for listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Today, I'm talking about 
coaching, and that means professional coaching, whether for personal, whether for business, and making sure that you, my listeners, understand the power of when you want to get to the next level and whatever that next level is for you to think about hiring a professional coach. So this show is really dedicated to talking about all the reasons why, the power of your return on your investment, and everything you should understand when you want to make that decision to hire a professional coach. My two guests today, Robert Cornish, who has shaped his 20-plus career as a certified master coach. His company, Infinability LLC, is a business leadership training and coaching company dedicated to clients achieving the infinite ability of a high-performing culture of happy and fully engaged people generating substantially more profits for their businesses. Jade Gilmore, who is an associate certified coach, is the founder of Wings Life Coaching, and she teaches people how to use journaling to create massive change in their lives. Used with intention, a journal can be a powerful tool for personal development or recovery. So let's jump into the tactical side and talk about why does coaching work? Robert? Great question. (laughs) Actually, I've become... The most clear on that understanding that I've ever had in the last couple years. And it really is being validated now by uh, uh, neuroscience and uh, positive psychology. And the coaching context that I operate from, I learned from the uh, Coaches Training Institute, is called Coactive Coaching. And as a coactive coach, I hold my clients as being naturally resourceful and creative and whole. It's not my job to tell them what to do. It's my job to engage them to really come up with their own answers and their own path to what, to what, they're, what they want to accomplish in their business or their personal life. And so in doing that, most of my time I'm, I'm listening to what they're saying reflecting back to them what they've said and asking questions that deepen that understanding of where they want to be and where they want to go. And so, um, and I'm also holding them essentially accountable to what they say. And the fact that they speak what they are intending to somebody else, that engages the subconscious to actually carry that out at a much deeper level than just thinking it uh, silently to yourself. Do you find that people struggle with what it is that they want? Uh, yes, because we're pulled by all these all these things all, all around, and um, particularly to have a really clear understanding of of, uh, of what of what you really are, are meant to be doing with your life and and the purpose behind that, and um, and and the core values that that we operate from. When you're clear on that, you, decisions in, in what you do with your life become really simple. Yeah. yeah. So part of that in working with, in, in your world, you know, we're talking about business, right? Yes. And so to really get clear from the owner or the principals of the or, or the higher level management team, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it, it becomes, you know, everyone's on the same page. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, uh, Simon Sinek's book, uh, Start With Why?, describes how important it is to be grounded in why you're in business. It's not to make money. 
Money is the fuel that you need to be successful with your business, but the why of your business is, is, is as Simon Sinek says, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Right, exactly. I've read that book. I love that book. Um, so one of the things we were talking about before we got onto the show, because you were a race car driver, and so a lot of what you bring to the table in your coaching is, you know, kind of that race car languaging, right? So you were talking about, you know, the the engine and the fuel, the fuel being the money to power your company, but really, so much of the work is what? It's, it, it's the driver behind the wheel. It's our brain. It's actually, what we're thinking. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's actually your attitude. It's, it's a person's mental attitude that makes all the difference. And in, in a business, your business has, it, has an attitude, which is called its culture. And if you have all of your people aligned and, and operating with, with a really uh, top-level attitude, there's no way that you're not going to be successful. Right. And the other piece is, in, is um, uh, there's the way people get treated in, in a business by other people, particularly the owners and the managers and supervisors, makes all the difference. And if you treat people in a way that, em- that empowers them to be leaders themselves, then all of a sudden people are working together at a level and, and the creativity and innovation that, that comes out of that, of that kind of culture is phenomenal compared right. to other cultures. Right. Well, it's true because people don't leave a company. They leave the people in the company. That's right. Yeah. So, so working at that higher level, I'm guessing initially, because I can imagine you get a phone call and the boss says, oh, something's not working here, and he blames it down at the lower levels, and you're going, no, I need to start at the top. Yes, yes. So in that working at the top, then what is it the first thing you're looking for? Well, actually, that, that uh, clarity on, 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 the, on the purpose and, and the values that the business stands for. But beyond that, it's really the thing that makes the difference is there's four elements of happiness that have been identified. And it's when people have a sense of control and they have a sense of progress and they have a sense of connection with other people, and they have a sense of meaning and purpose, that when that's present in a person's life, we are inherently happy. And so if you can create your business such that everything that you do is intended to raise those four elements with your people, that's going to generate the level of happiness that fuel that that empowers the success of your business. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, getting uh, profits from happiness as opposed to happiness from profits. I like that. <laughs> this is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show with guests Robert Cornish and Jade Gilmore, both professional coaches certified with all kinds of credentials behind their names. <laughs> I really want to understand, why does coaching work then? So if you've gone in and you've identified all of this, I mean, what is it now that you're drilling down to next? Coaching works because in the way that I engage with clients, I'm actually raising those four elements of happiness for them. They have a greater sense of control. They have a greater sense of progress. They have a greater sense of connection. And they have a greater sense of meaning and purpose in their lives. Mm -hmm. So they're happier. 
and that just transfers over. Right. Now, there's a lot of, you know, different types of coaches. And so, like you, I believe, focus a lot on the leadership side. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. And so understanding at that level, you know, the the domino effect of what's going on at the top is what's, you know, resulting at the bottom, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And actually, when you get it right, when you're at the top, you go home at night and you don't have any concerns about what's, gonna, what's going wrong in the business. <laughs> and you sleep well and you take vacations. You can leave and go on vacation and know that everything's going to be f- – going to be taken care of just like you were there. Mm-hmm. And um, I find that's the biggest thing that really makes a difference for people in a business. Well, do you find that people, I mean, one of the hesitations, of course, to hiring a coach is people look at it and go, well, that's just an expense. But yes. so talk about return on investment. Well, um, the difference between a high performing culture and a low performing culture is about three to 500 percent. And 75% of business cultures are low-performing. The top 25% are outperforming those, low, those, low, those other cultures by, by at least 300%. So if you spend whatever, $10,000 or whatever you're going to spend for, for, for a coach, and uh, you're making a, a million dollars, and that transfers into making $3 million, $5 million, pretty, pretty high ROI. Pretty, pretty good return on investment. And one of the things that, you know, I've come to understand is when people think of, well, if I hire a coach, I have to have them forever. I'm guessing part of your mission is that you bring me in, let's create results, and at some point you graduate, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, yes and no, actually. Um, I've had, have, have had clients, but my longest standing client was 14 years. And that's not because I'm solving problems for them. <laughs> They're solving their own problems, but they use me as the catalyst to solve those problems easier. So it's like um, you would never expect to see an athlete decide, oh, okay, I'm good enough now, I don't need a coach anymore. No, they keep their coach because the coach keeps them on track and keeps them, and keeps them engaged in a way that has them be more successful. Mm-hmm. So it's an ongoing thing. So you become part of the team which is, again, we all know we need team when we're trying to build successful organizations. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, and it's that outside objectiveness that you bring that you cannot find internally within the organization. Right. Good. All right. Well, guess what? We have to go to our next break. We come back. I'm going to pick up with Jade, and we're going to talk on the life coaching side. So stick with us. We'll be right back. This is Kathy Halbadier from Nevada Industry Excellence. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she supports our outreach and efforts in economic development. Sherry Hill is the wealth protection diva. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. This is Emma Oriema, artist. 
You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she's an inspiration for me to become the best I can be. Sherry Hill is fabulous. Welcome back to The Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill. One can become nearly great by yourself. Becoming truly great, however, requires help from others. My guest today, Robert Cornish, is a certified master coach, and as a coach, he learned how to inspire greatness in others. He's been the coach for race car drivers, business leaders, and executives to achieve their true greatness. In 20-plus years of Robert's coaching evolution, innovation, and mastery has led to a new understanding of the role of happiness in achieving greatness. Now, we know that first being happy is the catalyst for achieving greatness. People being happier at work and achieving profits from happiness is the primary purpose Robert is dedicated to today. My second guest, Jade Gilmore, is the founder of Wings Life Coaching, and in studying to become a life coach, she learned that keeping a journal allows people to develop greater awareness improve their stress management, improve their time management, and speed their recovery from grief and trauma. The simple act of taking a few minutes for introspection and reflection creates phenomenal change. Welcome. Thank you. Last segment, talked with Robert really about the internal culture of organizations and why coaching is so important if you really want to get to that next level and achieve greatness. Let's talk about the internal culture of our minds Mm -hmm. with regards to the work that you're doing, which is to help people really, through journaling, get to the next level or through something, right? Right. So the interesting thing with coaching is that there's a lot that's the same regardless of what specific coaching area you're in. It was really interesting for me listening to Robert talk because there was so much I was like, yes, I do this, I do this, I do this too. So that's fun. Um, One of the places that I've drawn a lot is, again, the area of positive psychology and the work of Martin Seligman. And he talked about the three Ps. And the three Ps are a major element with optimism and pessimism. So whenever something happens, ask yourself, is this persistent? Is this personal? Is this pervasive? And if your answer is generally yes, that, you know, yes, everybody is out to get me. This is all my fault. Um, This happens all the time. You know, you're generally going to be more pessimistic. And so what I try to do is help people make that shift so that when they look at those three P's, they can say, you know what? No, this isn't personal. The guy that cut me off on the freeway is in a hurry. It's not because of me. It's not pervasive. It's not every car that's out there that's being a jerk. It's not persistent. It's not all the time that this happens. So when you make that shift, you can make that shift to everything. And it really does help a lot with improving your attitude and when, it's, when things aren't personal, when bad things happen that aren't personal, you can push yourself so much further and achieve so much more because you don't have these artificial weights around you that are keeping you down. So that's what the big thing that I try to do is help people get into that place where they're not holding themselves back with ideas that may or may not be really relevant to where they are. Mm-hmm. 
And so, but you have kind of a unique twist because you use the power of journaling, which again, I mean, so much of, you know, in life, we carry a ton up in our head. It's all Mm -hmm. rolling around, rambling around, banging around in our head. And so the ability to be able to put down on paper those things that, you know, make you happy or you're experiencing Mm -hmm. some, something in your life. So talk about... You know, in our last segment, I really was touching on, you know, why does coaching work? Mm-hmm. And for Robert, you know, the return on investment for an organization can be as high as 300%, right? Mm-hmm. For someone that's more on the life coaching side, and, and of course, there's weight coaches and health coaches oh, yeah. and, all like, you know, things. all kinds on the personal side. But what is a return on investment? What could I expect? So, wow. Um <laughs> A lot of the stuff, obviously, is going to be less tangible when you're dealing with personal development. One of the studies I like to quote when people ask me, you know, what change can journaling make in my life? There was a study done in um, the 1980s by a gentleman named James Pennebaker at um, University of Texas, Austin. And he took a handful of college students, had them fill out a survey on how often do I miss classes because I'm sick? How often do I go to the medical center? How stressed am I? You know, this sort of question. And then he divided them into two groups. One group, he had journal for 15 minutes a day for four days about my dorm room, my relationship with my roommate, you know, little trivial stuff that's all surface. The other group, he had write, again, 15 minutes a day for four days about a trauma that had happened to them. Didn't have to be the same trauma. Just write about your trauma for 15 minutes for four days. The group that wrote about the trauma six months later when they were addressed with the same survey was reporting a 50% reduction in classes missed, in going to the medical center, in being stressed. They're generally saying, yeah, I feel a lot better. The other group had absolutely no change. So when something as simple as really an hour's worth of journaling combined can make that dramatic a change on your health, Imagine how much you could accomplish if you're working more and more and more. And another, another study that Pennebaker did that I really like was he worked with a group of people who had been downsized from an IT firm. And <laughs> he called them the, um, the worst group of people he'd ever worked with <laughs> because they were all bitter and cranky and really disappointed. And so he brings them in and says, we're doing some time management training. So half the group actually did time management training. Here's how to use a to-do list. Here's how to use a planner. The other half, he had to do this exact same study where write about your feelings about getting laid off for 15 minutes a day for four days. And that second group was reemployed 50% faster than the other group. They were reemployed. Um, the entire group was reemployed within eight months, whereas the other entire group, I think it took them two years to get reemployed. So, I mean, again, we're looking at some really dramatic changes from a small amount of journaling. This is how powerful this tool is. This is why I tell everybody, keep a journal, keep a journal. (laughs) Absolutely. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show with two guests today, Robert Cornish and Jade Gilmore, both here representing our Professional Coaches Association, local to Northern Nevada, but really the whole state. Because it is International Coaching Week as we speak. 
However, I want to finish on that conversation. So understanding the power of journaling, because again, when we carry all that stuff up around in our head, just getting it out on paper, um, not quite the same if I just say it, right? Right. And you can, you know, with the question's been raised, you know, does it make a difference if you're illiterate and you don't know how to write? Um, Actually, if the act of using a voice recorder is almost as effective as writing it down. The act of typing it into a blog is as effective as handwriting it out. You don't even have to go back and reread it. There are studies that have been done on, um, I can never remember what they're called, those kids' magic tablet things that you have the, you write on it and then you have the piece of plastic that you oh, lift yeah. up and it, it erases. It erases sketch or something. Yeah, it's, I don't it's, know. it's that kind of idea. <laughs> those were fun. Yeah. But so you, you journal on that and then erase it when you're done journaling and... It's just as effective as if you're writing it in a notebook and going back and rereading it. It really is the act of tell your story, get it out, and whether you get feedback on it or not, the simple act of because, – because thinking about the story helps you articulate, you know, back to those three Ps. Is this a personal thing? No, it was a horrible car accident, but – it wasn't he wasn't aiming for me you know so well, you can let, get that let's shit. hit on that because you know part of what you're saying is just write it down that's great mm-hmm. um, but you being a coach your role in this activity is what i will review my readers or my my coaches <laughs> my clients journals and um give them feedback a lot of times I can see in someone's journal entries where they're getting into a churn. You know, I'm terrible at this. I'm always going to be terrible at this. And I can stop them and say, hey, you've talked about being terrible at this for three days now. Why do you feel this way? And a lot of times asking questions along those lines can really help someone realize that, oh, you know what, this is something that happened 15 years ago. And I really don't need to be carrying this around anymore because you're right. Nothing has validated it since then. So... This is an out-of-date belief that I don't need. So you're helping really identify those old beliefs that aren't serving me anymore, Yes. right? You're also teaching me how to journal. And what else is it? Because now as someone working one-on-one with me, getting into my head and making sure that, you know, it's, it's a more positive place. So does it really matter where I'm at in my life, good times, bad times? Why Why would it matter that I should bring you into my life as a coach? Um, I help people decide what they want to be when they grow up. So I, I can help you get past whatever's holding you back. And, you know, if, if everything's going great, yeah, you probably don't need a coach. You might want to check in with somebody periodically because, hey, I have this problem and I can't see a way around it. Um, And at the same time, I really don't want people who are super depressed because I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. People need coaches because a coach will help them get clarity on where they want to go, develop a plan to get there, and provide cheerleading along the way. I want to be able to notice your successes. I want to be able to point out your successes to you. And if you get trapped in a churn, I want to be able to say, hey, you're trapped in a churn. Let's talk about how we can get you past that and get you back on track towards reaching your goals. That's the biggest thing that I do for people. Right. And and then you bring in the tool of journaling as a way to really uh, clear our heads and mm-hmm. keep moving forward and really allows us to experience all those feelings and emotions. I mean, I always 
you know, find it interesting when people are, oh, I'm going through, you know, just this tragedy and everyone around them wants them to get through it quickly. And it's like, that's not really the point, right? But you've got to have the mechanism so -hmm. that you're not just spiraling. Yeah. And it's not always dealing with, you know, the grief or the tragedy. Uh, I had a client come to me a couple years ago and she saw the writing on the wall. She's her, she knew her job was going away. It's moved on. You know, society, technology has, has gone to the point where she's obsolete. And she's looking at me going, I'm in my 40s. What do I do? What do I do now? So I worked with her. There's a handful of specific journal techniques that I used. And within three sessions, she's like, oh, fantastic. I'm going to go be a real estate agent to take care. See you. Bye. And that was probably the fastest success story I've ever had. Um, I don't know, three sessions. <laughs> so I mean, that was that was really phenomenal. But there were she wasn't, you know, necessarily depressed. There was no tragedy. She hadn't even been laid off yet. She just could see where things were going and wanted to be prepared. So she landed on her feet when it happened. Awesome. All right. Where if somebody wanted to reach out to you and find out about your workshops and everything going on at Wings Life Coaching, where would you like them to go? Wingslifecoaching.com. Easy, <laughs> right? <laughs> Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? I want people to be able to do business with me. <laughs> right. All right. Well, we have to go to break. We come back. We're going to finish this conversation around why you need to consider hiring a professional coach. This is Robert Cornish from Reno, Nevada. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because she supports coaching. Sherry Hill is taking care of business. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over 20 years, we've taught thousands of business owners, investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 1-800-254-5779 to set up a free 30-minute consultation. That's 1-800-254-5779. Sage International. This is Jade Gilmore from Sparks, Nevada. You are listening to The Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is important to me because of the business tools she teaches. Sherry Hill is a wealth of business knowledge. Welcome back to The Sherry Hill Show, doing everything possible to spark and fuel your entrepreneurial dreams. Now, here's your host, Sherry Hill. Success equals happiness, right? Wrong. We've always been told or is implied that we must work hard and succeed at what we are doing or get something that we want in order to be happy. Sure, these things make us feel good and happy at the moment of success, except have you noticed the feelings don't last? Here's the truth. Over the past 15 years, extensive studies in the field of positive psychology and neuroscience brain research using fMRI technology have scientifically proven just the opposite. Turns out that in order to be truly successful at something or get what we want, that we need to be happy first. So if being happy first is what leads to the greatest success, what does it take to become happy? Well, that's what this show is about to answer for you. 
I have been talking with my two special guests. I have Robert Cornish, a.k.a. the Winner's Coach, who is a profound creative and early adopter by nature. These qualities have shaped his 20-plus career as a certified master coach. His company, Infinability LLC, is a business leadership, training, and coaching company dedicated to clients achieving the infinite ability of a high-performing culture of happy and fully engaged people generating substantially more profits for their businesses. My second guest, Jade Gilmore, who is also an associate certified coach and founder of Wings Life Coaching, teaches people how to use journaling to create massive change in their lives. Used with intention, a journal can be a powerful tool for personal development or recovery. So in that intro, I talked, what does it take for us to be happy? And so you two, as professional coaches, have come to me to say that you need other people to share, understand, listen, and help you figure out what's the missing pieces. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) As human beings, we are hardwired to be connected to to other human beings. And when you have a connection with another human being that's actively engaged in having you be fulfilled and be great, what's the likelihood that you're, that you're going to get there sooner than you can by yourself? A lot. I just have to agree with Robert. I think the support network that we can build is hugely, hugely necessary to success. However you're defining success, you know, it doesn't have to be professional. Get your cheerleaders in line. Mm-hmm. Part of being a professional coach is, you know, you have to go through a lot of credentialing and things like that. But if I'm out here listening, I mean, how do I really figure out, A, what kind of a coach do I need? Or B, is this the right person for me? The first place to go is probably the International Coach Federation website. And they have a, a place where they're there where you can uh, uh, search for a coach. And all the coaches that are on the ICF website are certified, which means they have gone through extensive coach-specific training um, by by a school that has been certified by the ICF as, as a quality school. So you know that anybody that you're getting there knows what they're doing as a coach. And in, tw- in 20 years, um, there's been so many people decide, oh, I like to call myself a coach and I'll get more business that way. They're a consultant or whatever. And they have no coach training. And um, they can sometimes do more damage than, they, than good because they're actually providing information and telling you what to do, which you think you need. <laughs> and sometimes the information isn't the right information. Right. You know, International Coach Federation is a good place to start. I would say before you visit the website, take some time to figure out, you know, what is the change that you need? And then a lot of times you can say, well, you know, I need a change in, you know, creativity. So you can go to the ICF and then find creativity coaches. I am also would say really take some time to look at the pe- person's website, um, get a feel for them. A lot of coaches will do a free session Don't be afraid to take advantage of that. And absolutely don't be afraid to say, you know what, this just doesn't feel like a good fit. Because a lot of us have a whole list of people we can refer you to. I know several creativity coaches. I know a lot of journaling coaches. 
I am happy to give you phone numbers because if you're not going to be happy working with me, if, if we're not going to sync, then I can't help you because there's going to be that resistance to, oh, I have to go see Jade, you know, and I don't ever want that. Mm-hmm. Other than just our personal feelings, how would I really identify if I believe this person can get me to that next level? That's a great question. And uh, most coaches do do a sample uh, coaching session with, with a client prospect. So you can get a really good sense of, uh, of how you connect. Trust your gut. <laughs> if, if, if the person feels right, they probably are. Right. So really, what does a coach do? The way I hold it is we all ask ourselves questions to get answers that we think we need. And we ask ourselves the same questions so we get the same answers. And a coach is going to have a different, it's going to have a little different slant. He's going to be, he or she is going to be listening to what you say and asking a different question in response to what you say to understand it more. Actually, so you understand it more. And that different question leads to a different answer. And then the question is, well, what would you like to do about that? And you get to respond to that question. <laughs> and hopefully you're working with Jade so you can write it down and not forget, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> when you look at an ICF coach, when you look at someone who's gone through the kind of training that we have, we're really taught to be client-driven. We are taught that the client sets the agenda. And we probably have a model that we work with. We probably have a handful of steps we want you to go through. But it's not a case of, I'm going to tell you the changes you need to make in your business. The it's we're going to sit down and we're going to talk and we're going to get a feel for where you're stuck and it is it's are we asking questions or are we telling you what to do and if they're asking questions then they're probably the better coach because it really is getting something that is in line with what you believe in and I think that's another really hugely important point because if if someone is just telling you something that's a consultant. It's a consultant, yeah. <laughs> and, and it may not be something that really works for you. All right. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show with my guest today. I have Jade Gilmore, who is the founder of Wings Life Coaching, and Robert Cornish, who is the owner of Infinability LLC. So as we're talking about, you know, what makes a really good coach, obviously asking a lot of questions and because I'm sure you guys find out somebody will call you up and go, hey, I need you to help me solve this. But as you drill down and ask a whole bunch of questions, you discover there's there's other work that needs to get done or that's really not the problem. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm hmm. People don't talk about their biggest problem. They talk about their second biggest problem because they cannot see their biggest problem. And it's the same thing with strengths. You ask somebody what they're good at, they're not going to tell you what they're best at because it comes so naturally to them, they don't think about it. Coaches, our job is to listen to you tell me about your second best or your second biggest problem and be able to hear what's underneath that and point to what you're best at and what your biggest problem is and help you solve those because once those are solved everything else falls into place right so this is where going through the international coaches federation the website to really you know figure out uh, who is credentialed who has spent a lot of time in their training and education Mm -hmm. to really be that professional coach 
And so I know that we're celebrating International Coaches Week. Do you guys have some events or anything that are going to go on so that if somebody wanted to learn more, I mean, what what am I going to get? We absolutely have some events coming up that are going to be really great. Uh, sw- we will be at Swill um, the morning of the 18th and the morning of the 22nd, so coming up this week. From 9 a.m. till noon, we're having a Speed Data Coach event. So you can come down. It's free. Sign in. And I think we're planning on half a dozen coaches that will be down there. So you'll have a chance to audition all of us if you want to. And it's just a quick 15-minute session where you can really get a feel for what is the process of coaching and who are these people <laughs> in our local area in our local area yes right if you i'm sure if you google international coaching week there are a number of other chapters that are doing online events we don't have anything online planned but um you know if if those mornings don't work you can certainly learn more about coaching through googling international coaching week all right so if i want more information about that particular event at swill is there a website I'm going to? NevadaCoaches.org. We will have information up there and available for people to find when to sign up and how to be there. Fun. Well, that sounds like a fun process. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing what, what can happen in 15 minutes. Absolutely. So I'm not bringing all my drama and everything. It's really just to see that process very quickly to go, ooh, I like the questions Robert's asking me or mm-hmm. I really love what Jade shared with me. Well, and I've had sessions with coaches where a single question has made such a huge difference. So, you know, how long does a question take to ask? <laughs> Sometimes a long time. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> because it's not, it's, it's really, the question is key, right? The more mm-hmm. I understand, you know, success in business and all of that, it's really, it's, it's the question that matters, yeah. right? Not so much the answer. As I always say, the answer is in the question. Oh, oh, you're a bit of a puzzler, aren't you? Uh Tell me more about that. Anyway, we've got to wrap up our show. So very quickly, Robert, if somebody wanted to find out more about you and all your uh, great expertise in coaching, where would you like them to go? You can go to the website for sure, infinability.com, and... Contact information is there, and um, there's also a place where you can download a free report on how to uh, overcome the three mistakes that most businesses make. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. Jade? Well, if you can't come to Swill this week, then um, I'm at wingslifecoaching.com. Great. And I know you hold a lot of workshops and different things like that. I do, yeah. That's all posted out there? Yes. I will be teaching at TMCC this fall. Um, the Journal to the Self-Certified Program, so that'll be fun. Um, it'll be Tuesday nights in October, and that's at the um, TMCC Continuing Education website. Awesome. So any final thought? Hire a coach. Yeah. <laughs> Hire, Hire a coach. coach. <laughs> Thank you. We'll catch you next week. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show. And tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show.